0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Marvel Bronze Age podcast. Podcast. I am your host, Ed, and with me, as usual, on our journey through Marvel's Bronze Age, is my co-host, Levi. Levi, how are you this evening? I am good, Ed, and I am Levi. Oh, wait. No, I'm good. Confirmation is good. <laughs> there's, there's not a problem with that. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is episode 20 of season two, guys. We have two books, which for those of you that this may be your first episode listening, we always try to talk about. And I think we have been successful to date. uh, Two books, Mm -hmm. both of them from the Bronze Age of Marvel. Mm -hmm. These particular books come from May of 1970. Um, We started our journey in January of 1970. Uh, Everybody might not say that that's when the Bronze Age started, but you know, for us, it was good enough. It was a nice round starting place. So, well, I mean, it's it's been bronzy enough for me. So there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today's books: Captain America, the first volume, of course. Since we're in 1970, right? Uh, issue 125. Not an anniversary issue; just another issue. So they didn't start doing that anniversary thing until either bigger numbers or maybe just farther down the road. And Daredevil, Volume 1, Issue 64. Now, keep in mind, or if you're not aware of this, take note, <laughs> Cap is so much higher in number because his book started out as an anthology book that he was one of several stories in. Mm, okay. The title then took on just his name when he became the lead and only character. Daredevil's book has been Daredevil's by himself since the first issue. Hmm. So roughly the same time that Cap's name got on this book, Daredevil's book started as well. I mean, all these things happened within um, probably a year and a half or two years of the first uh, Fantastic Four issue. So several of the books that we have been talking about I, – I don't mention this every time. Actually, next episode, there's another one that's like this. Um, Several of the books seem to have much, much higher numbers than other books, and that's because they started as anthology books that had been running and then converted to one title character, uh, like I say, along about the same time that a lot of the other books started popping up, Uh, Daredevil, uh, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and then you have others like Captain America that we're talking about this week, Incredible Hulk from next week, mm. uh, the Thor book. Those were holdovers from another title, and so the the numbering is much much deeper. Even though that book with just that title character really hasn't been running that significantly longer than any of the others, about like I say, about sixty three. Most of the books that we are talking about now uh, started. So that's roughly seven, seven years so. Ish, yep, yeah, some of the books started off. they were bi monthly and then went to monthly uh, the, uh, in 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 the early years of Marvel, there were all kinds of issues with uh their printing and distributing company because they were using a competitor, so they were limited to what they could put out, which is the whole reason that they started anthology books is to get more heroes out there to the readers, even though they were restricted to a certain number of actual books, actual titles that they Mm -hmm. could produce. And then over the years, they got the freedom to start expanding to where now there's 70 some books a month that they put out or something goofy like that. So that was Marvel History 101. Now is Captain America 125. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what I did there with the number. One, you did, one, two, that was, yeah. That was a segue, and it was it was flawless. It, it was it was not bad. I even didn't have it written down. That was off the cuff. Ooh. All right, um, Captain America one twenty five. The cover is, uh, I think, at the time it would be have been kind of a captivating cover, not because of its uh, its energy per Can se, you- but because Cap is being. Um, held and perhaps ushered into a room like he is unconscious, with uh, uh, guards on either side kind of carrying him by the arms. Um, he's, he's drooping, his, his legs apparently are dragging, and the shield is on the ground. We're told that within the castle waits the captive, and then the, the big attention getter featuring the surprise villain of the year. Yeah, I was like, hmm, who's it going to be? That's it's funny. So was I. Uh, and I will say I was kind of surprised because uh, this villain I associate with Iron Man. See, that's OK. That's exactly the it's, first thought. I was like, wait, wasn't he in? OK, yeah, that's the same, same thought you had. Yeah. Uh, and – there in the early days, the, the bad guys didn't bounce around too too much, but I uh, apparently they did some. You know, if somebody wanted to use one and it wasn't being used, they were like, "Yeah, go ahead and use them." So, and after all, this was written by Mister Stan Lee, so well, yeah. he could pretty well do whatever he wanted to at the time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's most likely it was. Well, that's my villain. I'll do what I want. Do yeah, I want. yeah. Okay. You don't use him because I am. Exactly. What was the conversation, yeah. You, you make up a new villain for your issue. I'm going to use this one. Yep. Um, with art by Mr. Gene Colan, inks by Frank Giacoya, and letters by Sam Rosen. I've always been a fan of Gene Colan's art. Uh, we haven't run into this too much yet in the books we've talked about, but I'm particularly a fan of his uh, darker-slash-horror uh, art that that he will here in just a few years become really known for. There's going to be a title that breaks called Tomb of Dracula, mm. uh, and it's going to introduce us to characters um, such as Blade, who mm. we okay. we probably know from the movies. Yeah, uh, but he did the art for a very a, a, a long period of the total time that book was published, and that's it, he he just has a uh, a really good handle of the darker more atmospheric with shadows and at night kind of art. Mm -hmm. You kind of see it here in Captain America. There's a lot of shadows. Um, Captain America doesn't necessarily come across, at least to me, uh, particularly this issue, as the upstanding, shiny kind of character that he has been in the past. Um, There's a lot of shadows, a lot of shadows in his face. Uh, A lot of things occur at night. Here and and so I think I don't know if that's as much the influence of Gene Colan's art style or if those were the um, the dictates of Stan Lee. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure how their working relationship went. I've never mm-hmm. seen any interviews uh, by well, it have to be from Gene because Stan really doesn't remember anything <laughs> about this time. So I don't know what it was like for them, but. Well, well he can't. I mean, it, um last November or December, something like that, he went to a uh, stand, went to a comic convention in Toronto and announced that that was his last one. Ooh. At at 90 plus, he just can't, yeah. he can't be doing that anymore and he he retired from the con circuit. Mhm. All right, so we open here with Cap um kind of throwing a hissy fit. We see him with it looks like maybe he's slamming things around with a shield. Although I certainly hope that's not what he's doing. But otherwise, he's throwing his Captain America gear around, uh, like maybe he's he's been out taking it off and he's you know throwing it in disgust. Mm-hmm. Um, he's having woman problems, mm, aren't they all? Which, we, yeah, really. And isn't, isn't that funny, given what occurs in Daredevil as well? Well, that's that's exactly uh, – and wasn't it Wasn't it issues – the last issue, the, the second issue of the two that we covered last time, wasn't that a woman issue too? It was Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man, yeah. He was having woman issues too. So it's like you go from Spider-Man having woman issues to Captain America having woman issues to we'll find out Daredevil is um, having woman issues. It's like, oh my god. All, all in the same month so far too. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lousy month for these guys. So man, if you're if you're reading all these books, you're you're giving up on them if if you don't already have you one. You're like, yeah. I'm staying away from them cause yeah, I mean, because if Spider Man, Captain America, and Daredevil can't have success with women, well, you sure as hell aren't. No, there's no way that you know little little thirteen year old schlumbob will ever have <laughs> a female companionship. It, it's, uh-uh. it's not going to happen. No, not unless he builds it. Yep. Uh, Which, actually, that doesn't occur until, what, the early 80s? Yeah. Um, Not Real Genius. Or was it Real Genius? No. No, I have have no idea. I just know that uh, companions of a sort were… The the movie where the two high school boys built the female. Oh, that would have been… Weird Science. Weird Science, wasn't it? Weird Science. Yeah, Real Genius was the Val Kilmer with the popcorn-filled house and the giant laser beam and all that Cedric Laszlo underneath. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry guys, I was reminiscing in the eighties there. Yeah. So uh, Karen, um, not Karen Page. That's um, mm-hmm. somebody else's female. Let me find Cap's. Her first name is Sharon. Maybe it is Sharon Page. Yeah, I think it is. Her first name definitely Sharon. Uh, but she's an agent of Shield, and uh, she has broken it off with Cap. For his own good, because she's under some pressures to not see Cap, and didn't let that out, but just broke up with him. Uh, and you know, I've I've always wondered why people aren't just straight up. You well, know, I'm. Cause they're I'm, supposed to be secretive. I'm, I'm having these issues with uh, with so and so, uh, and we just need to cool it for a little while until I get that settled, and then we'll see what happens. Rather than no, we just have to end it. Apparently, that's how Karen handled it with Cap here. Well, it wouldn't be as dramatic, honestly. I mean, think about it. If, if if she was like, you know what? Like you said, we I'm having issues. We need to just cool down. And then, you know, when I get those taken care of, we can take back up. Well, then you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, it's the worst thing that ever happened to Captain America. You'd be like, wow, that is one reasonable ass woman. I, I guess. But Cap, on the other hand, is being rather uh, junior high-ish, I think but that's just that's my opinion, throwing a little temper tantrums because the the girl doesn't like him, but <clears throat> excuse me, but then he wouldn't be able to do that if she had been reasonable i I suppose I suppose. so you know it's it's all a part of the storyline. He's uh, fussing over her uh, and what breaks him out of his uh, his his doldrums, I guess if you if you will, is a report that a scientist who was helping both sides of a war in Vietnam. So I guess that means on the surface that the sides would be north and south.
1: Well, mm-hmm. They are. I
0: know. It, well, it says it in the... Oh, it, does it say north and south? Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, he's been doctoring both sides, and he's disappeared. And uh, Steve, because now he's taken his outfit off so spoilers steve rogers uh, is seeing the news which i also want to point out that he's got a little teeny probably 13 channel television with an extendable analog antenna yep uh in in one of the panels he when when he turns the tv on he walks up turns it on and he extends the antenna yep it's like i remember those days yeah Yeah. you know it's, it's like wow that's an authentic comic. Yeah, really. That, that's really how they did it. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so this and kids these days,
1: they'll yeah, never really. know.
0: It's like why? Why do you pull out? Why do you pull out the pointer? Well, and and more importantly, is we were lucky to have like five as oh. opposed to their three hundred. Yeah, exactly. Or oh, three hundred. Yeah. Okay, you Well, that's on the that's on the low tier. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, I mean if if we got five off of the end off the bunny ears, dude. We were doing good. Oh yeah. Which is yeah. just funny to think. But yeah, five was you you were having a good weather night that night if you oh, got yeah. five channels. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's that's Cap's situation. Now I think he also uh is in the midst of experiencing some uh paycheck to paycheck kind of living. So he he's not living an extravagant life Um, if he is an Avenger at this time, he is because he uses his membership. That's right. He uses his ID card. card. Well, but I think you get to keep the ID card even if you're not an active member. Uh, Okay. I I thought it was, I thought it was just like a membership thing that doesn't pay or something. I don't know. It's like, Do, do you remember when we talked about Avengers last time? If we saw Cap, Cap was in that, wasn't he? Uh, remind me the story. The Black Panther was in it. Archon, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver. Oh, I don't remember actually. Okay, yeah, I I don't know. I know the story now, but I don't, I don't remember. If um, he is an active Avenger, he's getting a a monthly stipend from the Avengers. Well, maybe Uh, that's what's affording this glitzy um, hotel room of his. uh, Yeah, it's it's just a little, uh, almost you know, a, a drunks hotel room somewhere. Yeah, it's a one room. It's got a bed, a chair, a window, a table, a lamp, and a TV on uh, another table. So that's that's how he's living. And, um, well, in none of them do I see a bathroom. Yeah, another door leading out. So yeah, no. Maybe if, it's a communal bathroom, if there is a bathroom at all. Yeah, one of those down the hall. Here's the key. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he sees the story, and, and he he snaps out of his his self glum because this doctor, Doctor Hoskins, well, he's you know he's one of the good guys so much that he's trying to help both sides regardless of their ideology, and someone has had the temerity to do something to him. I am going to go fix this. That's pretty much how he thinks. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he's like, oh, Doctor Hoskins is a peacemaker. So if they mess with him, I've got to go help. So you know, and to to explain a little bit about why he's jumping on this so so easily, one of the things that he was uh, lamenting was, of course, you know he's he's lost, uh, you know Sharon, and and I I can't do the the Ozzy voice, but you know Sharon, but um, <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> See, I told you I can't do the voice. Boo, but, uh, okay. But he, you know, he was like, oh, if I just had a mission or something to do, da 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 da, and you know, so that's why, honestly, he was uh, turning on the six o'clock news. And by the way, does that dude look like what is it, uh, Cronkite? To you, I was going to say Walter Cronkite. Yeah, that's 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 who he puts me in mind of. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, he he's watching Cronkite, and he's you know Cronkite's telling them about the doctor disappearance, and that's exactly what he was wanting, and that's why Cap is you know so ah. That's what I'll do. Yes, I'll go and do that, and it'll take it take my mind off of her. And I'll do that, and that thing, you know. So, so just just what the doctor ordered.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: pun pun intended. Yes, because the yeah. So he grabs up uh, his briefcase that we find out contains his uniform, uh, his Captain America uniform, I suppose. He must have the shield strapped to his, to his back, back, which is. Which you, why he's wearing I've seen a him overcoat. do it. Be- yeah, I've, I've seen him do it before. Because the briefcase is nowhere near big enough to have the shield in it, and the shield is not like collapsible or anything. So no, that would uh, that would uh, be structurally unsound. Yes. So he he like Levi said he, he puts on a big overcoat, grabs his briefcase, and heads off to get clearance from the State Department to go to Vietnam. Dressed in red, white, and blue, uh, mind you. Hmm. Yes, he's in in the in in 1970. It, right, exactly. Yeah, he, he's going to Vietnam dressed in red, white, and blue. Red, white. Yeah, nothing so. can go wrong with that at all. And and the State Department is all for it. Actually, we find out. Um, well, I, honestly, I don't. I don't think. Uh, dude knew exactly that he was going to wear that uniform. Well, he, he looks more CIA ish. Uh, Okay, could be, but I mean, he does have an Avengers identification card, and I think he may know him. You know, as if not as as Steve Rogers as Captain America. Yeah. Now, see, that's that's something that I think is going on because first you have the Avengers ID. Okay, Uh, I suppose that there are going to be support staff for the Avengers that have ID. But I, I don't imagine there would be very many of them. You know, otherwise, you're going to be a, a freaking hero, right? Yeah. Because you're an Avenger. Yeah. Um, he gets a flight to Vietnam yep. in a B-52. Yes. Okay, now that's not just a, a civilian schmuck that's going to manage that. I mean, no. No. Uh, even if he said you know, he needs the next flight out of anything that's going out. Yeah, they they're not going to put you on a military plane, much less a non-transport military plane unless you know you're you're waving around some big cred. Well, uh, yeah, I just I, I can't even imagine that no matter what your credentials are today uh, oh. that that you would get on a bomber, which is exactly what a B52 is. It's a bomber, right? To ride over Vietnam, so, or or any hostile territory. So there there you go. So yeah, th- this guy must realize that this is Captain America's civilian identity. Uh, he doesn't let on. He doesn't say anything. Never refers to him as Cap or or anything like that. But Steve Rogers gets all of these perks that I just find it difficult to believe that any level of civilian would get.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um now the dudes flying the plane uh they they probably wouldn't necessarily know who he was they just see this person they've been told to let this person ride they're just gonna do what they're told so you know it it, it might be kind of weird to them but nothing really to to make them curious uh well i don't know the the dude, the dude's like you must be pretty special stuff mister to rate a sudden ride on a b fifty two that's one of the pilots. And Cap says, uh, let's just say I won a contest and this was the first prize. And the pilot's like, okay, man, we'll play it your way. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the the pilot knows, dude, you got on a B-52. And, and we were literally just leaving today. We got our orders. We're leaving today and you're here. So you got to be pretty special. And Cap's like... I won the lotto. Yep. That was the prize. Yeah, exactly. So, and and dude's like, no, no, I know how it works. You don't want to say, I know how that works too. Just just buckle up and take a nap. We have uh, several panels of the situation in Vietnam. We see that both sides are blaming the other for the disappearance of the doctor of course they are. Uh and both sides basically are saying that they'll make the other side uh pay for what has occurred. Of course they are. I I guess uh, what we're the the takeaway is that hostilities probably are cranked up a little bit yep. more than what they were previously because of the disappearance of the doctor, so things are things are a little bit more uh, uh yeah. Tense. I'm not sure what other word I was. Volatile. Calling. Volatile. There's the word. Uh, we see that Cap is doing some uh, reconnaissance, dressed dressed as, as Cap, red, white, and blue. Okay. Yeah. Um. He he gets a little too close. Uh, some some people get an eyeball on him, but not not a hard not a hard look. They they can't necessarily tell, you know, who or what. Just that it is someone or or. Perhaps even just something. Uh, So he does take some fire, and he he continues to take some fire, has to duck down. Now, the panel where he's diving down into a a, a ditch or a a culvert to get away from detection uh, doesn't look like a very graceful tumble no that's uh <laughs> that was face first right into the the water of the trench right that was a that was a running ups trip, falling headlong yeah. kind of <laughs> getting down that that i mean he intended to get down you know he intended to hide uh, but just the way the panel is drawn i thought uh gene you that that was a little too dynamic for just hopping in a in a foxhole kind of thing yeah that was that was so ungraceful and uncap like it was it was pretty bad um, so cap hides uh, avoids detection for long enough for everyone to eh, pretty much you know for, forget that he's there but ultimately he does wind up getting ambushed and uh, captured as a uh, Foreign combatant taken to a castle, uh, just there in the jungle, as they are wont to be. Yes, yes, ca- hidden hidden castles, hidden fortresses. Hidden, well, but you are dealing with a super villain, so maybe he had it built j- just for him. <clears throat> well, here's here's something I found odd they're They're in the jungle and and they're you know you can you, you've seen evidence of that by all the panels leading up to it, and you look at the castle and okay it's this castle thing in the jungle area, kind of, but then it says and deep within his mountain stronghold and I'm like what where's the mountain what mountains yeah we we haven't seen them traverse any mountains, they've just been cutting through jungles and whatnot. And, and they're... The panel above where it said that they're they're outside of the castle, and it's like a clearing with some growth around the castle, and that's it. And I'm, I was just like, mountains, what? Like, are we doing the same place here? Maybe Cap had already climbed to the top. Okay. All right. And we and we just didn't see it. Sure, he was he was on top of a jungle butte. Yes, there we go. Okay. So I'll buy that. Um, and the next panel from the one Levi was just uh, talking about that shows us the castle, we see the first image of the villain. Dun, dun, dun. Um now if if you're not familiar with the villain, that's okay. Because the very first thing he says is, so, Captain America has fallen to the forces of the Mandarin. Oh, and, and so there you go. Now you know who it is. Yep. exactly. So, yay, yeah, it's the Mandarin. So it's it's only a matter of time before he tells us what his evil plan is, right? <laughs> because he's, he's now told us who he is. Well, of course. There's the so. dialogue. Right. There has to be the dialogue. So, um, and then... The soldiers who have captured Cap take him before the Mandarin. He recognizes him immediately because the Mandarin uh, is he's, – he's a pretty big-time villain. Um, I don't know if Cap has faced him by himself yet, but I know the Avengers at this point have faced him. And I'm sure that the individual Avengers, as they fight different villains, they probably collate that information in the Avengers files. One would think, right? It's like, I fought this person, you know. Right, here's what he could do, and here's what, yeah. Um, And and Iron Man is uh, currently an Avenger, and he has been on and off at this point since the beginning. So he's had time to educate all the Avengers as to who the Mandarin is. Mandarin is a, uh, as far as we know at this point, uh, this changes in the future, is a gentleman of Chinese ancestry – According to him, ancient Chinese ancestry, uh, perhaps all the way back to one of the cons. Ooh. Uh, but he found a spaceship, and he took for himself the devices that provided propulsion for the alien ship. They were in the form of ten rings, like you wear on your finger, rings, mm-hmm. Uh this particular race. Each ring was able to emit or control energy unto itself such that uh, one could amplify and you could produce some sort of like psychic blast. One could produce heat beams or, or flames. One could produce intense cold. One was a disintegration ray, etc., etc., for, for all ten. Because that's how they power their ships. Uh, yes. that's uh, So... Uh, and he he had all ten. So whenever you see him, he always has all these rings on his fingers, and they're not just like you know jewelry like some people will wear because they have money and and it you know makes them feel big because they wear fancy jewelry. These are all power rings, not like uh, Green Lanterns. But at least they're not stones. No. Well, on, a gaunt- rom- on a gauntlet. Oh yeah, no no, and and they don't uh, they don't <laughs> give him infinite power exactly. although i guess if he perhaps if he could manipulate all ten rings at one time he could do enough to change reality i don't i I forget what all ten powers were
1: yeah i don't i don't know
0: i don't know if he can distort time or uh affect space most of the powers were some sort of physical force Mm -hmm. Uh, cap when he recognizes mandarin tries to break away you know he he makes a makes a uh, not just a feint but he he makes an attempt um ultimately the um he's kind of overwhelmed between the the forces that are there and the fact that the mandarin does have this uh these rings you know and cap isn't able to get away per se but in the melee uh, using the um doesn't say which one just says His mystic power rings, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not sure, and it doesn't say later on, but emitting some kind of force from one of the rings, it it ricochets off Cap's shield and lights something nearby on fire. Uh, And it it didn't appear to be a a beam of fire or flame, so maybe it was some sort of energy beam that when it ricocheted it, it didn't dissipate enough before it hit uh, uh, the drapes over there by the window or something. And yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the way I look at it was it was a zappy ring. Uh, okay. And so when it hits, you know, like flammable stuff like cloth, then it goes up, you know, because it's, yeah. it's, it's zappy. So you know, that's that just happens. Cap... Um Right after that happens, manages to get away because he was he was trying to find a place to kind of squirrel away to get away from the Mandarin's uh, direct eyesight because Cap is familiar with the rings and what they can do. And this force beam ricocheting off his shield kind of threw him towards where he was wanting to go, and, and he manages to get, get away uh, from the immediate concern because, after all… He wasn't there to bring in the Mandarin. He was there to find the doctor. Right. So this melee uh, has allowed him to continue on with his primary mission. He is aware that the structure that he is now in has caught fire to some extent. He's aware that something caught fire. But he uses this opportunity to find and start searching… Uh, a, a lower level that appears very uh, dungeonous, not like the crab. i was going to say very crabby. Yes, very very crabby, um, or or dungeon like. I guess you know the single hall with the barred doors and all that kind of stuff. Your class now. See, here's here's what's funny. This is the 1970s, right? So this is the classic, quintessential dungeon view of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Yes, yes, this is... You've uh, got got your long hallway, you've got your, and looking at it, you've got your cut stone with thick mortar, you've got your big, thick overhead uh, beams, and at the end, right, of course, centered in the end wall, is your door. And it's a good four feet wide by probably about six to seven feet tall, and it looks to be steel by the color, so foreboding, formidable. And, you know, it, if I were in a game, it would be trapped. Oh, well, absolutely. Because you never know who might come looking for this doctor that you're hot on keeping. Exactly. And so may, maybe not the door. You'd have to be careful that whatever happened to the door didn't damage your prisoner. So maybe right outside the door. Maybe the well the, the 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 door is is trapped, but of course the trap itself is outside, so it outside do you okay, yeah with the with the swinging pendulum blade or the wall darts or the dropping floor right, or something. the crushing ceiling, yeah something outside so that your', your yeah. person's not affected but yeah i I, I just I love and of course also you've got the the stone uh floor too, so I mean it's just it is so quintessential dungeon I well, loved it did did you have any doubt though when you saw the castle first of all cuz did did that not look like something that you would find on on the frontier between France and England in in medieval times uh, honestly i thought it was a little out of place so i i didn't really know what to expect because i'm in the jungle of vietnam exactly and and here is this block constructed castle but then the next panel under is the Mandarin's technology. So right, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like the only, the only thing that I can liken it to is like Destro and his castles in GI Joe. You know, okay, he, he's always got the old like German castles or whatever, but inside's got all the the technology. But he never had a dungeon like this, so I don't uh, know. No, no, yeah, he he always had high tech stuff for the, exactly to hold the Joes. Exactly. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. Hold that thought because we further that a little bit more here before the story finishes. Okay. Um, so Cap finds the doctor. He's calling out for him. Doctor says, "Yeah, yeah, it's me. You know, come and get me." And Cap busts down the door. As he's trying to extract the doctor, the Mandarin has caught up with him. There's a a, a Quote, unquote, and there's only a few panels, so it's not very long, but there is a running battle uh, between Captain America and the Mandarin. Cap kind of being waylaid a little bit by having the doctor with him. In the battle, as they're exiting via a drawbridge... Yep. Yeah. One of the Mandarin's rays, or, well... No, it's, it's one of the, the rays is deflected uh, with intent off of Cap's shield. Yeah, because actually the mandarin is, is more outside. Cap is inside, so he shoots in towards Cap. Mm-hmm. Cap reflects the beam back out, and it clips one of the uh, holding chains for the drawbridge. Yep. Drawbridge collapses, in essence, with mandarin on it falling off into a rather – Steep Canyon, what'd he say, survives the chasm, this plunge, yeah, so um, it's not over water per se, it's over, yeah, some sort of chasm. Cap leaps away, doctor in tow, takes the doctor to, you know, whatever friendly forces there would be. We We have no designation as to whether he's in <laughs> North or South Vietnam that I remember seeing, so I mean you know we don't know what he had to go through to get the doctor to a safe place once he escaped the mandarin but he does so actually all it all it says is then after an all night trick so that's that's all he had to do he he yeah. had to he had to walk him somewhere all night right make um, sure he, he didn't you know get uh bitten by like you know two or three step vipers or fall on punji sticks and he was good right well, it's Captain America. He's not going to fall victim to a punji. No. On. No. He, but the he, might. He, he was birthed in World War II, man. He's up on that stuff. Exactly. Cap makes a comment, the final two panels here, he makes a comment that, uh, okay, now they can get back to the the peace table, you know, try to hammer this thing out, that this this one irritant is out of the way. And then as he's. Walking towards a plane which I'm assuming is going to be a plane that takes him home um, to my eyes it doesn't appear to be a b fifty two which is what he came in on but then he jumped out of that plane <laughs> yep so, well i mean we we obviously have to assume that he did because he told them just keep flying and then he was on the ground and so. then he was there yeah so and, and but I mean anyway go on yeah oh I, I, I got you um He's walking to the plane, uh, lamenting once again. Now that things have quieted down, kind of his uh, his personal problems that he had at the very beginning of the issue. Mm-hmm. So um, he was in a state. Something happened that took his mind out of it. You know, through the whole book, and then at the end of the book, we have the bu- the book end, whereby he returns back to the state that he was in at the very beginning of the book. Yeah. So, you know, nothing really changes. Now, Mm -hmm. it looks like something is going to change because the teaser for the next issue is Mm -hmm. The Fate of the Falcon. Falcon. And I know for a period of time, the book became Captain America and the Falcon. And I don't know if it's starting now or a little bit down the road, but
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, he'll be introduced to Sam Wilson. For those of you that are movie fans, Mm -hmm. Sam Wilson uh, is the Falcon. (gasps) Damn it. Oh, spoilers. Um, here, here's another spoiler. In current continuity, Sam Wilson, as the Falcon, is the current Captain America. <laughs> yep, yeah, but that's a whole different story. He has the wings, uh, but he also has Cap's shield that Cap gave him. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, Cap's disappeared and he just grabbed it. No, no. Cap said, Here, Sam, I can't do this anymore. You do it. And Sam accepted, and so he is not the Falcon, but he has all the Falcon gear. He is Captain America with the shield. Captain Falcon America? Uh, okay, sure. Cap Falcon? Cap Falcon. Falcon Cap? Falcon Cap. Oh, there's, there's a good one. They call him Falcon Cap. <laughs> so, um, what do you think about the book, Levi? It seems like maybe you had some uh, concerns about the writing uh, of the story. Um, the, 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 story. the the only thing that I had an issue with, honestly, is we go way back to, <clears throat> excuse me, when he was flying, and it's like you know the the, the pilot was was like, oh, well, you've got to be a pretty important guy to to get a, a flight on a B fifty two, basically, and Cap's like, eh, won the lottery, okay, so he, you know the, the guy realizes, dude. If you're here, you're a major deal, and Cap's like, I can neither confirm nor deny. It. Okay, all right. right, play that game. But then we see Captain America is now on the ground and in uniform. Okay, now we go back again, and we see – let's see here. Uh, Where does it say? Oh, okay, it, uh, he says um – Okay, it, maybe maybe he's putting on. I thought he was buckling up, but maybe he's putting on a parachute. Okay, yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe that good. maybe that explains it. Because before I, I I had an issue with how someone who is brushing off being a big deal got from a B fifty two flying over Vietnam to the ground, and then got in uniform. So maybe he parachuted out of a B fifty two over Vietnam. Uh, even better um, you know is it is it uh, I would think that b-52s at in 1970 would be uh, jet propelled um right yeah they, yeah I, I figure we've gotten rid of most of our military prop planes years ago mm-hmm. um, can you parachute out of a b-52 flying its normal Right, I mean. Well, the the only, I mean, it's not like you can open a, a back hatch, so you've got to open the bombay doors. Right, you've got to drop out of it. So that's how he's going. I, I don't know. I, my I, my, I, my whole my whole thing was like how they were playing it when they were lifting off and flying versus how he got to the ground and then he's in uniform. And okay. Yeah, I, there was there was like a, a gap that was like could could you just help me like how did that happen and and I guess you just have to go with it because if you try to work it out i I don't know that it will I mean you know and, and the, so the only thing I was wanting was just just rough sketch it and I'll, I'll how, fill how did the get to the ground? <laughs> yeah you know it's like i'll I'll fill in the blanks or you know what I'll just say hey, okay, that happened like that just rough sketch it for me but like it was gaps you know and it's like yeah um, one and three and seven. Wait, huh? And it would have been easy. The very first panel with him in the jungle, you would have just seen him finish wrapping up a chute and stuffing it into some bushes. Exactly. And then, and then I'd have been like, oh, okay.
1: okay. Yeah, so
0: he, and then, he, he must have jumped and parachuted. And, yeah, okay. Right. Exactly. And then I would have been like, oh, you know what I bet he did? I bet he jumped out of the Bombay doors and... And the parachute and enemy territory, but you know, like like this, I'm like, well, what did he do? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, uh, Stan wasn't very specific, and so Gene wasn't very specific. No, nah, no. It you was know. like uh, just get it done. Yeah. He gets uh, there. Um. The the second thing, and I I didn't mention this is it's the last panel that really irked me. Okay. And and, and, and uh, this is why. We, we have Captain America back in his civvies, back in the overcoat. It's raining, obviously. Um, and he is, he is walking towards the plane that you mentioned. And, and his thought bubbles are this. As for me, I have nothing to face but tomorrow and all the tomorrows to come with nothing but loneliness and strife. And the knowledge, now here's here's what capped it <laughs> all for me, and the knowledge that one day, even Captain America must surely face defeat. And I'm thinking, all right, dude, you just went into hostile territory, saved a guy from a supervillain, got him safely through jungle, back to wherever it was that he was going. And what you're thinking about is, I'm going to get my butt kicked one day. I know it. And I get to go home to nothing. I mean, it's like, does does little Bobby really not get depressed and, and want to just jump really? off a bridge somewhere? I mean, I obviously know, but you, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you got this nine, ten-year-old kid who's like Captain America is awesome, and he just saved the Doctor. And he hates his life, and yeah. his life sucks. And well, then why do I want to buy another issue? Really? Yeah, it, it doesn't seem very cappy. But but also the that the, the fact that you know the you know the the Captain is like must surely face defeat. And It's like, dude. UFC fighters go into the fight believing, knowing for a fact that they are better than the other guy. That's that's how they face off every time, because they have to, to win. Cap is like, I'm going to get my butt handed to me someday, and it's horrible. Oh, and I'm just like, well, oh, that's depressing. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, you just, you, you save the day, you won the dams. Man in distress, and now you're worried about defeat of something in the future. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I mean, and nothing happened. No, it, it it wasn't like he he barely got away, and he realizes, oh my god, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Right, right. So surely I will be defeated. Some. No, he handily won the day. It got, you know, the the dock back, but he's still walking back to the plane, slumped, head hung. Oh, woe is me! And I was just like, ah, uh, what a crappy ending to a book. Raining, raining uh, to, to add insult. Whereas his adventures in the jungle were rainless. Right, and yeah, in in the Vietnamese jungles, there was no rain. Nope. In the Vietnam so but of course when everything's over and it's you know it's pity party time, yeah. <laughs> cue the rain monsoon season starts now. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, it
0: was. I I don't know what. Um, I, I I can only assume it was Stan. You know that that indicated the story end like that. I I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking when he he. Brought cap so low. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe it's a setup for for something that happens, or or maybe it's just you know keep him human, keep him every day, you know, yeah, keep don't, him grounded. It's don't, a, yeah. don't make him too super because he's not super. He's Captain. You know, uh, okay, I, I get that, but dude, like, you make me want to jump off a bridge. Went went overboard a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, with, it's like, with everything in that panel, yeah, yeah. It's like here's a dead horse and here's a bat. Have fun. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't think I really have anything to add. I I agree with what you said about the the first panel. Um, I thought it was cool to see another superhero's villain, but you didn't really see him do much. No, he was he was underplayed a bit. I think as yeah. as, as a villain, as a character, uh, not as bad as the Mandarin in the movie, which was no. entirely disappointing. Given that he bears the same name as this supervillain here, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was. You, you just and and I I guess because the point of the story was not to show us anything about. Uh, the Mandarin, mm-hmm. so he wasn't used in that way. It was to show us whatever's going on with Captain America, right? Uh, so you know, and even more so because, well, the Mandarin's probably not going to stick around as a Cap villain, so we don't really have to develop him as a Cap villain, right? So we just borrowed him, and he's going to go back over there. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um. <coughs> so nothing, yeah. Uh, other than I. I the the story was uneven in places to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending, like you said, uh, there were some pretty major uh, plot holes, mm-hmm. plot like you know crevasses, mm-hmm. uh, chasms. Uh, um, so it just yeah, it, it wasn't a very fluid story. Although I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, if a writer wrote this story today, they'd probably make it like four issues.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So,
0: so I, I do kind of prefer this <laughs> to, to that. Right, because there there would be the you know the struggle through the jungle that would take at least two. Yes. The the battles would be much longer. Mm-hmm. The searching through the dungeon would be half the book. Oh yeah, it, it, at least so so that the artist. Could get wore out in drawing brick and block and mortar and jail cells and 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 details (laughs) of of insects and lighting shadows. Yeah, exactly. The the rat in the one panel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Which that a lot of times that kind of bugs me about contemporary writing is that they take what really should be a one off or maybe two. You know, if you want to extend it, make it two. No, it's six issues. Yeah. It's like, oh come on, guys. Um, So, uh, those of you that are new, and actually those of you that are familiar as well, we rate the books that we talk about. We rate them as either a thumb up, which is good, or a thumb down, which is not good. Yes. Levi for Captain America, issue 125, how how ratest thee? Um, even with the downsides, the flaws, and the the, the issues that I had with the issue, ha-ha, um, I'm still going to give it a thumbs up because overall, I did actually enjoy the story. And Captain America wasn't bad. I mean, the the beginning was like you know, oh, woe is me, girl problems, girl problems. What I've got a mission, okay, and so he did the mission, and he did the mission well, and we saw a, a bad guy, and it was cool. The, the the very last panel was really the, the bummer. But okay. We dismissed that and okay, I'll give it a thumbs up. Overall, yeah, you, you your averages worked out to the positive for you. Okay. Um I'll give it a thumbs up as well. Uh, what what struck me is that uh, a couple things here now that I, I say that. The first is this book really feels like a, um, a story that was written up and stuck in a drawer, and then they pulled it out for a filler issue, except the reference to the ongoing female problem. Really? The, the, the story itself, if, if you take out the female problem at the beginning and that last panel at the end… It, it felt very much like a filler issue because there is very little setup. There's nothing. There, there's no. Um, we don't learn anything about the bad guy. We don't learn anything about the doctor. Um, Captain America is is uber efficient, right? In what he does, mm-hmm. uh, he gets in. Even though he gets captured, eh, maybe that was part of his plan. Well it it actually was. He he said uh, so, that that it was. So we 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 know from from him saying it that uh him getting captured uh was his intent. So a, Always the easiest way to gain entry to an enemy fortress. Yeah, Get absolutely. Captured. Absolutely. And of course you're Captain America, so you don't really have to worry about getting captured. That's just a that's a nuisance. Yeah, and they made the mistake of keeping the shield with him. Uh, right. Yeah, We're not separating the two. Um so you know, everything just seemed very um, hey, hey, Bob, we need you to write a quick story about uh, Captain America rescuing somebody and and doing it successfully and and one issue, you know, wrap it up tight and turn that in for us we'll We'll put it in the drawer so that we've got something. If we ever need a filler issue, you know somebody is down sick or something and can't turn stuff in. It, it, to me, that's kind of how the story felt, Huh, okay um, now. That being said, I did like that it showed, in in a lot of ways, Captain America – now, this is the, the Vietnam sequence. It showed Captain America at his best, doing what Captain America does. He got in, mm-hmm. found out what was going on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: managed to gain access to whatever he was looking for, whether it be the – The secret device they have stolen, the dignitary that's been captured, uh, the doctor in this case, you know, whatever his mission is. um, He completed the mission, got to the rendezvous to hand off or, you know, get to safety or or whatever it's going to be, and then went on his merry way. So it was just, it was very, to me, it was very what Captain America does Mm -hmm. after. You know, forty years of being Captain America. This is, which I I realize it's not been that long, but I'm I'm using hyperbole. Um, He's got it down. It's almost, you know, it's almost a science for him. Right. He does things this way, and he's successful, and he finishes, and he moves on. That's you know. Um, So I I did like it for that because it it just showed us this is Captain America. You Mm -hmm. know, if you like this. This will be what you get from this hero if you read the book, right? And the the beginning and the end are depressing and soft, but the yeah, middle is your, yeah. your you know your your almond joy. So yeah, so yeah, we we can ignore because the the beginning was like maybe a couple pages at most, and then the end was just the one panel, the so. one panel that you just basically dismiss, and it's like yeah, uh, we can uh, it sucks, but overall. I, I don't remember what happened after that. He he had a mission with the Avengers r- next. They they called him on his way home. Oh, yeah. Okay, well that that's cool. Cool. So, yeah, two thumbs up for Captain America one twenty five. A non anniversary issue mm. again. Mm. Which is just really odd because they would make a big deal about a book hitting one twenty five today. Yeah. That'd be a huge deal. All right, our second book, Daredevil Sixty Four. Um this cover, a little bit more dynamic than what Captain America, his, his cover was. We've got Daredevil in the lower foreground. In the background, we have a guy on a motorcycle, um, potentially flying through the air a little bit, it looks like, coming at us. Um, although he's coming at the Daredevil, but he's coming straight at us as the reader. He says, you're as good as dead, D.D., you lost the girl you love, but you found the stunt master. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple quick things there. Uh, Apparently, D.D., as we read the book, is going to be having female problems. Oh. Uh, Not those kind of problems, but...
1: Oh, oh.
0: Male, uh, female problems. uh, And the bad guy is more than likely going to be the stunt stunt master. master. Right. So uh, in in cap... they didn't tell us about the girl problems, and they purposefully didn't tell us the villain. It was right. a surprise. Yep. Here, uh, once you read a little bit and you're introduced to the Stuntmaster, you find out that he and D.D. have faced off before. Yep. So it's okay to name him on the cover because readers of Daredevil should know who he is anyways. So you're not yeah. giving anything away. Yeah, in theory. Yep. <laughs> now, this issue was edited – by Stanley, I might have said or at the very least alluded to the fact that uh, Stanley was the writer of this when we were talking about Cap when I gave the creators there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remembered seeing his name, but I was wrong. He's just the editor here. Daredevil is written by Roy Thomas. It's drawn, though, by Gene Colan mm-hmm. with Sid Shores embellishing and Artie Simic as the letterer. We open up this issue with Daredevil um, flinging around using the wire encased in his billy club, for those of you that are familiar with Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And this Daredevil is like but not like the Netflix Daredevil. Mm -hmm. So if if those of you listening, if that is the Daredevil that comes to mind is what you've seen on Netflix, he's different in – some pretty significant ways from this Daredevil, but they are certainly related too. So don't don't think that Daredevil for this one yet. Maybe the one on TV will get here, but he's he's not quite here yet. And and we see that Daredevil also is concerned about the chicas because he says, "I can't find her anywhere, anywhere." He he thinks louder. Now a lot of this is in his head because um Daredevil isn't one to necessarily talk a whole lot while he's on patrol because mm-hmm. it gives him away and he's more a, a stealthy kind of in the dark behind your back kind of getcha dude. Right. Um so he his his volume is in, in his head. <laughs> he he has head volume. Mm-hmm. So he also, um, probably doing a couple things, Uh, he's on just routine patrol, Um, he's trying to find a a girl, also he probably is looking for something to take his mind off of it as well, that's why he's on patrol as well, rather than just beating the streets in his civilian guys. who is a lawyer, who could probably get more information quicker, than daredevil swinging around the streets at night, for for somebody that's off the grid at the moment, uh, I would I would imagine. He does indeed encounter someone, uh, a, a pair actually going back and forth about ownership of, and it turns out to be a dog. Yeah, the the way they make it sound, and of course, uh, the way they drew it. There was a a female in one of the panels, just a face, just the you know from the neck up, and the way they were talking about you know her and owning her and, and she's mine and da 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 da. It was like oh wow they're they're fighting over a girl. Uh no, they were fighting over a dog. Right, and and they settled it quietly. They did. The one the one guy relinquishes his. Um, his per- perception on ownership mm-hmm. and just leaves the dog to the other guy. Now, you mentioned that about the female. Uh, there's one shown in one of the panels here. She's got the flower on her forehead, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then a couple pages over, you see a couple of the females who have recognized Daredevil, uh, which is kind of significant, and they are both dressed differently than that first female.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it just struck me that That you were seeing that many distinct females, Mm -hmm. which I thought maybe at the time was a little unusual. You know, somebody had to put a little little extra thought into it to not make it just all a bunch of white males running around. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some white females, Mm -hmm. so we're we're getting somewhere. You know, we're making a little bit of progress there. A little bit. Uh, You know, baby steps. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the significant thing is that. The girls recognize Daredevil, and we find out that he is not in New York, which is his normal digs, um, Hell's Kitchen, New York to be exact. He is in L.A. So these two L.A. females recognize Daredevil and recognize that he's not from here. I wonder what he's doing here. Uh, Kind of cluing us in to what is happening if we hadn't been reading the book up till this point, which of course the past several issues we have. So Daredevil finishes this, uh it doesn't get anywhere. It's 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 completely unfulfilling and unsatisfying and he, he just goes back to his apartment that is very much like Caps was, like we described mm-hmm. For cap it's very much the same situation um and when he gets there and he starts you know disrobing uh, turning back to his um uh civilian human mortal guys, whichever descriptor you want to use uh, he's considering why he's here and he he blames it on the gladiator gladiator put things into motion because. Daredevil had to take time out to fight him. He was not able to meet his girlfriend and stop her from leaving, which she had told him she was going to do. So he he had um, g- girly interruptus
1: um, <laughs>
0: by having to fight the gladiator. Mm-hmm. So he he blames the gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um. We see several panels of him uh, going to L.A., uh, arriving there, kind of a a, – yeah, I want to say a backflash. What is the word for that? Flashback. Flashback. It was the right word, just (laughs) the words were in a bad order. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as soon as he arrived at the airport, he called a number that he had found in a a very typical – their devilian way. When he realized he had missed her, he searched her apartment, which is kind of uh, creepy. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And hold on, let me just say right off the bat, uh, that is the theme for this entire issue. Creepy. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could, I could kind of see that. This, honestly, for me has to be one of the creepiest issues of a comic book when it's not trying to be creepy or pervy that I've read to date. Right. It, it is It is rather stalker-ish, uh, yes. Not rather and not stalker-ish. Dude's a flat-out stalker. He is out of his mind. It's his woman, man. No. He's done her wrong. Uh-uh. He's he's uh-uh. got to make it right. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. Uh huh. But Good, Just continue, and when we get to the end, uh, okay, you'll you'll give your full thoughts. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Arrives in L.A. He he found uh, a notepad that she had used. The the top page had been taken because she had you know scribbled some notes and taken it with her. Well, the daredevil having control of the senses other than vision that he has, was able to feel the impressions left by the pen on the next page down and discern what the note said. And it was a phone number. When he gets to L.A., he calls the number, finds out that it's another female. She says that she is a friend, a uh, college roommate of Karen's, and that you know, oh yeah, I, I know Karen. She called me, you know, a couple weeks ago to let me know she was coming out to L.A. Uh, I haven't seen her. I haven't heard from her. You know, I don't know what she's doing. Uh, all the while, we see in the panel that Karen is laying here on a bed, uh, in the middle of reading a book, so she's she's pretty chill, with the shoo finger to her lips, in reference to the fact that she can overhear what her former college roommate, current roommate, is, is saying. So I guess she is talking out loud so that Karen knows who she's talking to. Karen is telling her, you know, don't tell him anything. So she doesn't. Well, yeah, she's talking out loud. She's talking on a phone, dude. Well, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So after that, we have a panel of uh, of Karen lamenting. You know, oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I treating him correctly? Okay. Um, Matt Murdock, the uh, – spoiler – the civilian side of Daredevil. Uh Uh-oh. Thinks to himself, wow, you know, I I wish I could have had that meeting face-to-face. I would have been able to tell if she was lying because of his senses. He can hear heartbeats Mm -hmm. and tell differences and stuff like that. I guess over the phone it doesn't work as well. So he – he suspects maybe but he doesn't know. So he's like, okay. Ma Ma Bell wasn't wasn't that accurate then. I I guess not. So he goes out uh during the day, which is rather unusual for Daredevil. Uh scouring LA looking for Karen. I suspect we have a couple panels here of things that people in LA would recognize, mm. I don't. Mm-mm. But there are some signs and there are some locations that probably are pretty unique, and, and that's why it's, it's done that way. Yeah, at, at, guess, at that time, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't recognize any of it. And as he's uh, doing his you know swingy, jumpy, hoppy rooftop thing, um, down on the street there in, in one valley of the uh, Concrete Canyon, uh, he hears a heartbeat – and, and he recognizes it, so he thinks. That that sounds familiar. So it, it stops him, you know, he concentrates on it and listens for a minute. And he's like, no, nah, I thought that was Karen's heartbeat, but that's not. And I'm not even sure that I, you know, remember it now, uh, who who it belongs to or anything like that. So he thought maybe somebody was down there. No, thought it was Karen. No. Okay, so he takes off. Well, we we cut we, – we focus in on that person, and we find out that it's a dude who has run up against Daredevil before. Mm-hmm. So Daredevil did actually recognize the heartbeat, which to me I find amazing because this would be a dude out of probably thousands or hundreds of thousands that he has heard. Yeah, and, and it, it makes me wonder, like, okay – is each heartbeat like a fingerprint, and if so, a fingerprint or a face, let's say. Okay, let's not say a fingerprint, but a face, because it's sound for him that's visual right, his way. Right. Okay, so he's then able to remember each whatever? That's the thing, is the recall. Yeah. You know, okay, yeah. Given that each one is in some way different, no two are identical. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. I, I could, I could probably believe that. Sure, because we, we, you and I, with sight, do it with faces, right? With, right. With places, with uh, just so many things that we see, we're able to do that. And well, and and saying it that way, I guess it wouldn't necessarily be as big a stretch as I was going to say it was. For him to remember, because even though we might not recall everything about a face, we do get the impression that we should know or we have seen that person before. But my thing is, yes, you're right, but with a heartbeat, can it be as distinct uh, as Um. the facial features of each individual person as basically a a fingerprint? is there enough difference and well and what would you what would you have to be able to tell to tell the nuances in a heartbeat uh, it, it it would certainly have to be pretty exacting you're you're absolutely right so i mean that's just you know can can they be that different and if so what just small just Minute things, are you able to pick up? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now this guy, the the story, the frame of reference has changed. As, is focused on this guy. Mm-hmm. We're finding some stuff out about him. Uh, he's done time, got out on a technicality, which he's happy about, but he kind of feels that he's on borrowed time. Mm. He's going to a job interview, runs the interview, gets the job, so he's he's all excited. This is his start to his, his new life now. Mm-hmm. You know, he was concerned going to the job interview, being an ex con, will they know, won't they know, will they hold it against him if they do know? You know, all of those kind of thoughts going through his head. He makes it. He gets the, the job, he's told to come back by A certain place at a certain time. He does and finds out that he has been set up because from the moment that he walked into the room, Mm -hmm. the person that he interviewed with realized that he was the stunt master. Yep, the bad guy from the cover. And so now they tell him, you can either help us and get a a part of the, the booty, or you cannot help us, and you get pinned for this. So either way, if you help, if you don't help, if this goes bad, you are going to be fingered regardless. So you might as well get out there and do your best so that everything goes okay. And what does he do? He goes out there to do his best so that everything turns out okay. He reverts, yeah. Yeah, his, his clean break um, – and, and, and honestly, that's all it takes is somebody telling him, no, you don't have a clean break, mm-hmm. and he believes
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um Everything probably would have been fine if he had just turned tail and left, yep. but he's he's scared – a lot is riding on him getting a – so now now this will be the last job I do, mm-hmm. and, and I'll break it off after that because I'll make enough. I can go somewhere else and set myself up, and, and it will be all good. I won't have to worry about it. Yep. So, ti- uh, t- what is it? Timeless tale? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, his, his job is to go to a particular intersection – at a particular time, and steal the package that that person is carrying. Seems easy enough. It does. He goes. He manages to get there in time. He sees somebody. They are holding a briefcase. He does manage to snag the briefcase. So, everything seems to be going okay. Until? At the same moment... In the same neighborhood, Mm -hmm. Daredevil Mm -hmm. was there, um, Mm -hmm. not having anything to do with the person that was stolen from or the fact that the stuntmaster was there or anything. Pure happenstance. Mm -hmm. Daredevil is there, sees it it occur, recognizes the stuntmaster, so he knows, you know, bad guy, I've fought him before. They mix it up a little bit. Um, there's, there's a couple panels that are – that stuff is happening. Um, they're, they're fighting. There's a panel where they're falling from the, – the bike apparently is rigged with jets, and it's activated. It takes them both up into the air, and at one point the jets fail because he is – Rocket Master is trying to shake Daredevil by scraping him off on the, on the rooftops. You mean the stuntmaster? Or the stuntmaster, I'm sorry, Daredevil. Yeah, the stuntmaster is trying to scrape Daredevil off the motorcycle by flying near the, the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Gets too close. It maybe damages the you know, one of the rockets or something, maybe just loses control, but there's there's a a, a bigger crash than what should have happened. So something something freaky goes on there. Crowd, we, we have several panels of the crowd. Ultimately, the stuntmaster recovers, um, snatches up the, the, the briefcase, and goes to the rendezvous point, or, or so he thinks. He goes there, but they say, go, go on in this van, and we'll go to the real rendezvous point. So they kind of a – not a, a bait and switch, but kind of more like a, like a switcher route. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't tell him the full story. So he gets in the van. They go. When they stop, Stuntmaster is confronted by the dude that he stole the briefcase off of because he is stealing a, uh, an expensive piece of film from his company. Mm-hmm. And he has hired these guys to do it for him so it doesn't look like he was involved. And as far as he's concerned, even better – they got the stunt master to do it, so not any of his of, of the the boys are involved either. Right. really. There's nothing to time to. So now it's all the stunt master. Mm-hmm. After explaining, you know, the the little st- thing that they did to the stunt master, we see that the stunt master and Daredevil at that time when the motorcycle and the crash and the, and the fighting they switched places mm-hmm. completely put put on each other's clothes so they were out of view for you know a, a fairly significant amount of time in order to change
1: outfits mm-hmm.
0: so the stuntmaster starts fighting the the main bad guy in the crew and then in the midst of that daredevil drops from a Um, ceiling light down onto some of the crew, and they're they're fighting back and forth, and that's when you find out that the fighting prowess of the Stuntmaster gave him away as not being Stuntmaster, and then when Daredevil drops through the skylight, he confirms that indeed he is the Stuntmaster wearing Daredevil's outfit, and Daredevil is actually wearing Stuntmaster's outfit picked up the satchel, drove into the van, went to the rendezvous point, started the fight. The police arrive. Um, I have no idea how they were – I I guess I'm I'm digging too deep, once again, like like I did with Cap. Okay. Uh, The police arrive, and Daredevil and Stuntmaster both take off with the understanding that what was going on was not the Stuntmaster's fault, according to – Daredevil, And according to the story that he told Daredevil, Daredevil believed whatever the story was. We, we're, we're not privy to that conversation, mm-hmm. so we don't know exactly what was said. Um, but Daredevil believed that Stuntmaster was uh, blackmailed or forced into this or, or, or had no choice otherwise and really didn't do anything bad because he was foiled in essence, and Daredevil… You know, really delivered the the stolen merchandise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like the stunt master didn't really steal it because the daredevil did, but he didn't steal it either because the person he stole it off of wanted it stolen. I was trying to steal it. Yeah, so it's yeah. You can't so steal from a stealer. Two wrongs make a right. Right. Uh, there, he, so the stunt master was. Innocent or at least not guilty on a couple different levels. Or not as guilty as he should have been, so it's okay. Right, as, as he could could have as yeah. he appeared to yeah, be. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, so, uh, regardless, Daredevil lets Stuntmaster go, it tells him, you know, now keep your nose clean. Don't do it again. This is your last chance. <laughs> and the final panel here, we have Matt Murdock... Back at his apartment uh, a few nights later in a certain low-budget hotel room Mm. is what we're told here. We see – let me get to this panel since I brought it up. Something jogged my attention. Uh, My old sparring partner earned his break, but that still leaves me nowhere. Tomorrow I do what I should have done right away. I'm looking up Sally Weston, which was the woman he called, mm-hmm. to see if she knows where Karen is. I just hope I haven't waited until it's too late. And then our teaser is better late or never. Mm-hmm. Owning to, to the spookiness. Okay, yeah. so um, for me, uh, another just good solid Daredevil tale – uh not necessarily a big fan of him being somewhere other than Hell's Kitchen and that's just that that's me I'm used to him swinging over Hell's Kitchen and that helps me with the idea that he knows all the ins and outs of the alleys and the the uh the windows and and fire escapes and and everything so that he can swing and flip and fight and dodge you know do the things that Daredevil does cuz that's his that's his home court um doing that in l a would would be a lot more difficult because he's not familiar with l a and they are palm trees uh, yes, yes, and they're very tall they get in the way um now, I think that uh, also like I mentioned some things maybe changing for cap here to co- coming up I think coming up he's going to spend time in l a uh, and I don't know if this is the start of it, but he will ultimately team up for a while with the Black Widow. Mm. And I want to say part of their adventures occurred in L.A. They were based there. Mm-hmm. So perhaps we'll have to keep reading and see. Perhaps this is the start of his uh, L.A. stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking for a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, uh, Gene Colin, I like the art. Um, very broody and a, a darker, moodier kind of art, which, which does suit Daredevil uh, for me, unlike really being that suited for Captain America. It, it works for Captain America, but it's not, in my mind, the, the type of art that I associate with Captain America. Uh, Daredevil, it is. Now to counterbalance that they had Daredevil out during the day, mm. which uh, I yeah, um, you know he's it, I'm I'm not sure he could have done anything to be more conspicuous than uh, well I mean swinging he, around he he could during the day in a in a red outfit he could have he could have worn red white and blue in a jungle could could well yeah he he he'd have stuck out quite a bit there yeah um, so you know if I guess because he's so caught up in in his mission, he's not thinking um, enough about how to accomplish the mission. Mm. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe that's love makes you do weird things or something like that. Maybe that explains why he's Daredevil, why he's swinging around LA during the day as Daredevil. Uh, So I will give it I'll I'll give this a thumbs up. I, I don't I don't really see enough for me to not, so it's almost by default. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other things that I would rather you know them do with Daredevil, as I mentioned, but this I didn't think was out of the realm stretching, not what Daredevil would do or anything like that. So there's there's really no reason for me to give it a thumbs down. I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up. Okay. And your turn. All right. Um, well, first I got to come clean and say that from page seventeen to the end, I didn't read it. I got that bored. I, okay. I honestly, I got that bored, and the last time I think I did that was with a Millie comic. Uh, yeah, that's that's how bad it just. And and I'll tell you why I got so bored. <laughs> Excuse me, because. Almost the entire comic, and I say almost because we had the parts that was concerning um, the Stuntmaster, right. was about him, Daredevil, looking for a woman in a city of 1970 to hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. I don't know. I'd have to look up the population. But right. big city, big city, Daredevil is Stalking a woman in a large metropolitan area, by sound, during the day. Right, right. Without sight. All day. As long as he can. Day after day after day. We don't know how long. But he's stalking this woman, hoping to find her. Now... In 2016, there are laws against actually doing that in L.A. Okay. So he's he's good and safe, but that doesn't change the fact that he's stalking her and stalking right. her. And the next page, he's stalking her. And the next page, we get to see another facet of him stalking her. And I got bored. I got bored, and I was, I was done. And then – on top of that, the stunt master, you know, he gets he gets caught in a, 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 a basically a sting, you know, where it's like, oh, well, we know what he's doing, and if he doesn't do it, then we'll. And he's like, well, I'm not gonna do it, and they're like, oh, you're gonna do it or else, and he's like, well, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right, and it was just like, really, dude, like that easy? Yeah. Like, you're, you know, you're, you're so happy and, oh, I'm so lucky and second chance and life turning around and, well, no, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. You're right, guys. I'm going to take the money. Let's go. And I was like, okay, um, crappy story part two. And that's honestly when I just, my eyes glazed over and I was like, there's, there's nothing. I mean, I, like, I, I read, him, like, grabbing the suitcase from the big round man. And then, like you said, like, Daredevil happens to be at the street corner at the time on the date that this all is happening. And he intervenes. And I was like, Ugh OK, I'm done. I'm just I was I was so exhausted from <laughs> Daredevil stalking. And then, you know, this, you know. I've turned over a new leaf, but no, I'm turning it back over and I'm doing evil storyline that I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm just, I'm done in. Nothing happens. No one dies. Expo- Wait, let me go to the last page. Let me read the last panel to see how it ends, which is exactly what I did. And it was like, uh, duh, 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 lamenting, woe is me. Okay. <laughs> And, and I just, I was, uh, it was, it was disappointing. Like the, the, this, like you, here's what's funny. You said the other story uh, with camp was like one of those, you know, write me a one-off story and when we need it, we'll pull, you know, pull it out of the, the drawer and use it. Right. And right. and I was like, okay, actually, these are the kind of stories that they used to use until they started using, you know, continuity in their storyline. So, Cap story, I was kind of used to, and, and kind of thought that that was normal. This one is just like, oh my god, what were you guys thinking? Like this is utter crap. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, those reasons, I'm a thumb down this thing, man. Seriously, it's just it was any any comic that bores me to the fact that I have to skip to the last page to re- read the last panel. Right. You lose. You automatically lose. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds fair. I, <laughs> I, I can see that as being a a, a pretty significant determinant for <laughs> for a thumbs down. I mean, I've I've read I've read westerns and and cheesy um, horror flicks to the end. Just to see how they ended and, and what they did and you know it's like oh okay what what are they going to do this one seriously it bored me so badly I was done by page seventeen and I was like just let me get to the last see, th- does anyone die does he get him does he get away okay, I see how that happens and scene and I was done dude well when when we get done <laughs> recording you'll you'll have to pull out GI Joe and and read one of those seriously and- I was just to make up for it dude. Yeah, ju- just to clear the palate before you go to bed. You're exactly. like, it's like a- I-, I can't go to bed with comic books being like that. No, no. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, guys. So, in conclusion, we gave Captain America issue 125 two thumbs up. Yep. Uh, volume one. And Daredevil volume one, issue 64, one of each. Mm-hmm. A thumbs up and a... Uh, thumb to the nose, raspberry. Thumbs down. Oh, but uh, pick- let, let let me add that your thumbs up is by default by your own admission. Yes, yes, it is not a uh, a happy uh, to to thumb up. So I, it's a, I just like to to bring up that it is a
1: vehement
0: thumbs down and a by default
1: because
0: yeah. thumbs up and so, a, a meh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it didn't suck horribly, so I got to go up. Yeah, that's. Whereas, in my opinion, it sucked horribly, and mine is thumbs down. So, that should tell you something about the issue. Well, hopefully, we'll do a little bit better mm-hmm. next time out. We've got Fantastic Four issue ninety eight, okay, uh, which should be somewhat interesting. Fantastic Four is is usually pretty interesting. Yeah, they they uh, they usually have uh, a, a decent dynamic that they can pull. Interesting out of their hats. Right, right. And, and Incredible Hulk 127, which um, for me, Incredible Hulk is up or down. It, it just depends. Mm. Uh, for me, I don't know a lot of the, the early origins of the Hulk. So seeing what led to what I know now, it's kind of interesting. Okay. okay, cool. Well, hopefully then next time out, we'll, we'll have a little bit more... Uh, A a positive uh, experience for you. Yep. And I I think also the, the actors that have played that I've seen Incredible Hulk haven't been as bad as recent actors who may have played Daredevil in the past two decades. Oh, wow. You don't like the Daredevil show? Oh, the show I love. The television show I love. The actor who played the television show I absolutely adore. Oh, okay. Okay, the movie I enjoyed. Oh, 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 oh! I'm sorry, See, I, I, I wasn't said, even I, thinking. I that. Did okay, past okay. two decades, so I would cover yes. it. Okay, because I am still butthurt it's, and over I, over his current role. I I don't know. I I just don't I don't get the um, the level that people disliked. His portrayal of Daredevil, I, I just don't get why it gets that type of reaction from people. Um, you know are there other actors at the time? more than likely they they would have done better, but was was his performance the writing that he had to work with? no was the how do you know? because I have seen him act in other things.
1: Well, yeah, they uh, were well-written.
0: He, he's not that type of actor. He so is that's, not. That's for, that's for sure. He is not a good actor. Uh, well, well, my, yeah. opinion, my opinion, my um, guys, he is not. And you haven't seen Batman and I Superman. I have not. And I actually, for the first time, am questioning whether I want to see a superhero film simply because oh. he plays more of an iconic character that I don't think he can fill the boots up. Okay, I, I I would make I would make a request. All right. I'll, when it I'll, when it comes out either on DVD I, or Netflix I was or however. Say when it hits DVD, and, we'll talk. Right, and and you have the chance to to watch it. Okay. Okay. I I, I want to leave you with two words. Wonder, woman. Okay. I think. That she absolutely made that movie, and she was nowhere in the title. No, uh, which is which is funny, uh, and and you know that that may very well be. But we go back to the fact that I think honestly, my my daredevil problems are because I won't let go of the fact uh, well, that he was <laughs> Daredevil. <laughs> You 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 see his face. You hear his I do. voice. I do. You every yeah. Every time, even though I've I've watched over half the first season of of the Netflix series, and I absolutely adore that. I thought that was brilliant. Yes, that was good. That was what I wanted from the movie. Yes, yes, absolutely. Ben Affleck uh, is not a superhero. No, he has never been a superhero. He has never been good enough to be a superhero. And you're right. Every time I open a cover of Daredevil, he is first.
1: <laughs> ah!
0: he, is, he is who I see, he is who I hear, he is who I watch. Wow. And okay. it, 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 it makes it so difficult to go through his comics in the first place, which was probably why I, I was... Just I skipped to the end this time because it was like, damn it, Ben, you suck. So you even had a problem before you opened the oh, book. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> like, I'll admit it. Ben Affleck has tainted Daredevil. Wow. For probably he, until I go insane and can't remember that he played in the movie. And then I'll be like, This is a great comic. He's left that biggest scar on he you. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> he he was so horrible as, wow. as that. Character. It's just oh. Now, did I hear correctly that you have not finished the first season of the TV series? I didn't. There were there were circumstances that didn't allow me to finish the first season. Oh, uh, uh, are you going to be able to? Do you think? Or? Not anytime soon. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Well, so I mean that'll. That that means you'll you'll even have to put off watching the second season then, right? Oh, yeah. Or, or, or will you go ahead and watch? No, it? no, I I, I won't. I'll, I'll not I'll not start a second without finishing the first. Without finishing. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I I haven't watched the second season yet, but um, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I I would love to see. First of all, I would love to see that dude, um, Charlie something maybe, um, play Daredevil in a movie. Yes. Now see, see, had they taken that dude to the original movie, I would not have any issues. That that man right there is what a, a superhero to me of that nature should be. Yeah, Ben Affleck yeah. is not. He is not superhero-y in any sense of the word or stretch of the imagination. He's not. If you... Uh, the... <clears throat> the actor that played Daredevil in the Netflix show, you know he was on Boardwalk Empire? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. If if you like him, um, that's another place that you could catch him. And he's been on some other stuff too, but that's the only other thing that I've seen him on. And he was only on there for like a season and a half, maybe as a, a, a tertiary character. Mm-hmm. But all right, guys. Um, so we now know that Levi hasn't, Afflictation about I do. Daredevil. I do it, so it's out there now. I do. If you want to send us any feedback about uh, about Affleck <laughs> or, or Daredevil, um, about the podcast more more specifically, that would be cool. But or, you know, the other or my other two are, or my issues, I'll, 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 I'd love to hear what you think about my issues. So, someone that that has experience, yes, uh, helping people with these kinds of things, that would probably help me. For, with Perhaps. The future issues of my issues. You can uh, contact us a variety of ways. Typical typical ways for a podcast and social media. We have the website, yep. which is bigtimenoise.com/slash Marvel Bronze Age. You can leave comments there. We have Facebook and Google Plus pages, the Marvel Bronze Age. In that case, mm-hmm. if you want to tweet us, you can tweet Marvel Bronze Age. And if you prefer email, much more secure, of course. Mm-hmm. You can email the Marvel Bronze Age at gmail.com. and um, we will get any of those ways and be more than happy to share feedback, positive or negative. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We it, just want it doesn't feedback. Doesn't matter. But don't don't be surprised if you know we don't make fun of you for well, one of them. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it depends on our mood. It's like it's, it's good feedback. We'll make fun of you. It's bad feedback we make make fun of you so i mean yeah it's just yeah it's so we we, we do prefer uh positive feedback we but do. you know negative feedback is is okay it'll it'll get a response as well oh definitely it will so you know all guys fantastic four and incredible hulk next time out uh about a month i think where we're trying to do this monthly yep. so just keep your ear on the feed and uh Episode 21 will be popping your way within the next month or so. We'll talk to you guys then. Ciao. The Marvel Bronze Age podcast is a Teal production and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial, non-derivatives 3.0 unported license. The song Super Freaks is provided and performed by the Hammerheads.